We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is August 16th, 2021, the year of our Lord. Luke, what it do? What's going on? Uh, not much. I was in a wedding yesterday. Uh, my boy uh, Zane got married, uh, and his Zane um, Malik of One Direction. Pre- previously, not 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 quite, but not the same guy. Right, better mustache. Um, so okay. so good mustache on Zane, which is why we all the groomsmen um, were requested to have only a mustache, which is why you know everything. If you're on YouTube, you can see all my facial hair is gone. It will be back hopefully soon, and uh, my my facial hair grows really slow, so we'll see kind of how that shakes out. But uh, for back now, like it never left. You've got baby face Luke right now, um, at least for this episode. Respect. So yeah, I had a wedding yesterday, a lot of fun. Um, they they had a cigar bar, which was interesting. Um, partook in a little cigar action there, and uh, yeah, it was it was a fun time. A lot of a lot of good times. Um, I'm really happy for, uh, obviously, Zane and Hannah. So, great wedding. Hot take. Maybe not so hot take. Cigars are disgusting. I mean... I've tried I, them. I've, I've, tri- I've tried cheap cigars. I know people are going to be like, oh, man, you got you to gotta have an expensive cigar. I've tried them. Just not a good time. Just all yeah. around not a good time. I mean, disgusting as long as... Disgusting taste in your mouth. Terrible for your lungs. I mean, that's not that's not wrong. Um, <laughs> I, I partake once every maybe three years. Um, but, uh, as long as you're not, you know, swallowing, inhaling, you're, you're spitting so that, you know, you're not swallowing your spit that has cigar on it and getting an upset stomach. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, any, anyway, uh, but, but yeah, anyways. so that, those, that's just the tips to, to not getting sick okay. with a cigar. <laughs> anyways, you know what I have partaken in, in the past smoking hookah. I know it's not a healthy thing. But mm-hmm. it's something that I actually did enjoy when mm-hmm. I tried that. You know, you have all different kinds of flavors and everything. Right. That I did appreciate. Like yep. the cigar thing, I just don't get because it just does not taste good. Maybe it's like a beer thing. And, I, you know, I like to have a nice cold one. And I would admit it is an acquired taste. So maybe it's the same thing with cigars. 
cigar yeah, I mean, people get, out there, let me know. You get a slight, you know, buzz from cigars, so I think that's part of the reason. But uh deviance. Yeah. Mm. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean, yeah, it was what it was. It was a nice little thing. I've never seen a cigar bar at a wedding, honestly. So either yeah, that's I cool. Yeah, so it was pretty sweet. I mean, I prefer like the prime rib bar, you know, kind of thing well, at the weddings. But that's always. I mean, who time. doesn't love a good prime rib bar? Anyways, guys, we are getting way off topic here <laughs> to start the show. Um, just want to say thank you, guys, uh, for everyone that entered in the Mo Bamba signed shoe giveaway that we did. First of all, thank you to Michael Orlando for actually having that shoe and allowing us to, you know, give it away through the show. So that was awesome. Um, Suggs, not drugs, on Twitter. Congratulations uh, for winning the shoe. And um, again, thank you guys for entering. So we teased this, I don't know, maybe a, a month or two ago that you know, we had a, a big giveaway and we've been trying to work that out. So Luke, I think now is as good a time as any um, to announce the giveaway. So for this giveaway, it's going to be really simple. The only thing that we want you guys to do is subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's the mm-hmm. only thing that you have to do. If you go to youtube.com slash the six man show, enter that in, you hit the subscribe button, you're entered. I'm sure you guys want to know what you're entering in. So there's going to be two prizes, a grand prize, obviously, and in, in kind of like a second place prize. So for those of you that are on YouTube, and um, if you guys aren't subscribed, take a second to subscribe while I pull this up here. Uh, but we have this. It's upside down. Kind of hard to see. Um, it is. So back in, I think it was 2004, uh, the Magic gave away, I think, thirteen or 15,000 of these Orlando Magic Tracy McGrady, and Luke said it's upside down, so I'm going to bring that the right side up here. But these Tracy McGrady, like, laser-inscribed Louisville Slugger bats. Um, So I've got this blonde one here. I don't know if this is oak or or maple. I don't really think it matters, but it's a really cool bat. It's a really cool piece of Orlando Magic history. I bought two of these when I got them. Um, One I'm keeping for myself, obviously, but we'd love to give this second one away. So, again, um, they handed out, like, 15,000 of these to kids. Did anyone they thought, get hurt? I don't think so. Um, I think we'd hear stories about that. Um, but no, I don't think anyone was hurt. But it's to me, it's a pretty risky move, um, <laughs> giving away baseball bats. You know, at a you know a game where obviously they serve alcohol and everything like that. But lucky, luckily enough, it doesn't seem like anyone uh, was hurt. So, Luke, give me a little, give me a little drum roll here, a little drum roll for the the next one here. I don't know if you guys can hear that. So. The grand prize is going to be this Cole Anthony signed Orlando Magic jersey. If you guys can see this on YouTube, it's a very nice jersey, nice blue jersey. Um, you know, Cole Anthony, nice big bold signature on it. Fanatics authenticated. For those of you who um, are not familiar with you know sports memorabilia, Fanatics is basically like the best authentication company. Um, around right now, you know, in terms of authenticating athlete signatures and everything like that. So um, really hope you guys are going to be excited about this. Um, you know, the giveaways lately, it, we really just want to give away to you guys. You guys have supported us so much recently and, you know, we've had, you know, a decent amount of growth. So we just want to give back to you guys. Um, hope that you guys are going to be excited about that. Um, and again, all we need you to do is come to the YouTube channel, hit subscribe, and you will be entered in the giveaway. So hope you guys are excited about that. Cool. I mean, you know, Cole Anthony Jersey, uh, Luke, he played pretty well tonight. We'll talk more about that in a moment, but um, I think people are going to be excited about this. Yeah, I mean, no reason not to be, right? Um, last year, stepped in when, um, you know, Markel Fultz goes down, has a, a, a good year, um, shows that, that he is, 
you know, was well worth the 15th pick in the NBA draft last year. So, I mean, might as well have that jersey now because his career really could take off now that he's going to be playing alongside a lot of other young, fun talent um, and definitely expect him to be even better than he was last year. So I, I think that's a really cool jersey. I'm a little jealous of uh, the person who's going to win that. But uh, it is like like Jonathan said, we we want to repay you guys for for how much um, you know you guys do for us and allow us to do this. And it's as easy as just hitting the subscribe button on the YouTube channel, and uh, you automatically are entered. And obviously, guys, if you are already entered in, or if you've already subscribed long ago or recently, you're automatically locked into this yes. giveaway. So um, we hope you guys will uh, you know stick around when we announce it. Did when are we announcing it, Jonathan? The winner? Do we know? Uh, we'll we'll announce it next week's episode. So cool. uh, we'll record again. You know, probably next Sunday. Um, so uh, it will probably run the drawing like Saturday. I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then announce it, you know, on, you know, it's going to yep. be next Monday show. So you guys know cool. how the, the schedule works and everything. So, yep. um, so yeah, we'll make probably sure run the drawing next week's episode to find out for sure. Right. Exactly. So yeah, Luke, I, uh, when this came in the mail, I was like, you know what? I might just keep this for myself, but, <laughs> uh, but no, it's going to go to, to somebody. Hopefully that'll be really excited about it. So took, took a lot of self-control. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we're going to talk a little bit about Summer League here. So, um, you know, two more. So we recorded, uh, what was that, Wednesday uh, since then, we've had two more summer league games. Uh, on Thursday, we played the Celtics and uh, just got absolutely destroyed. It was like reminiscent of that Denver Nuggets game mm. last season. Uh, Magic lost one hundred eight to seventy one. Um, just the entire game, the Celtics just could not miss, and the, the Magic really just could not make anything. Jalen Suggs left the game with one minute forty nine seconds to go in the second quarter. Um, he did not return on MRI on Friday showed a thumb sprain on his left hand. So now Luke, he's been shut down, uh, for the rest of summer league. So I want to get your thoughts on that. Um, you know, just kind of the decision to shut Jalen down for the rest of summer league. What'd you think? Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be a hot take at all. I think that it's just, you know, there's only a few games left in summer league at that point when he gets injured, no reason and, and keeping him, you know, playing, make sure he's healthy for preseason and uh, is able to to be going for for preseason. I think the injury could have been a lot worse than a sprained thumb. So I think there was a sigh of relief when those results got uh, released as to what the MRI had uh, MRI had said. So yeah, I mean, 
can't can't disagree with holding him out. There's there's no point in in not holding him out, especially for the fact that you know he he plays hard. He puts his body on the line, and I think that he is just more at risk than a lot of other players are. Uh, and so you do not want the uh, most valued player, um, uh, you know, alluding to the fact that he was a fifth pick overall, being the run, the one that has the most uh, odds of getting hurt. So I think a, a very smart choice to leave him out. Yeah, and before that, you know, there was it looked like there was some ankle stuff going on with him. You saw him grabbing, you know, at one of the elbows and just kind of yeah. flexing that. So it seemed like he's you know banged up a little bit. We saw that really from the the first game. Uh, you know, him mm-hmm. just diving all over the place. You know, really putting his his body um, at risk for you know the betterment of the team. And uh, you know, a guy sprains his thumb. You know, if this was the regular season or especially like a playoff game, you know, he probably tapes it up and you know he's out there but again I mean I think we all saw basically what we need to see from Jalen um in summer league you know um you know just kind of you get an idea of the type player he's going to be at the next level so we've seen enough um you know it's time to time to shut him down you don't need him getting any more hurt we just went through I mean we're still kind of still going through um really just a, a last year and a half of of a ton of injuries so um, you know, it doesn't seem too serious. Uh, let the kid heal up and, um, you know, get, just get ready for the regular season. So, but yeah, Luke, um, nothing that I, I particularly want to take from, you know, this Celtics game, especially a summer league game where you're, you know, down basically almost by, you know, 40 points at times. Um, not, yeah. I'm not going to overanalyze this. And then tonight, um, an 89 to 76 win against the Houston Rockets where we saw Cole Anthony, uh, really have his best game of the summer league so far. So ends the night with 15 points, seven rebounds, three assists, two blocks, did have five turnovers, uh, shot six of 13 from the floor, uh, two of three from the three-point line. So, um, you know, last Thursday's episode where we were talking about, you know, it's way too early to start panicking and, and getting all upset about, you know, Cole Anthony shooting struggles. You know, tonight kind of showed you why. It just takes one game for a guy to get back on track. And for the most part, you know, save the turnovers. Cole looked really good tonight. You just tweeted out, you know, the huge block that he had. Um, you know, he looked really solid on both ends of the floor. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's kind of a, um, you know, epitomizes, you know, don't overreact to summer league one way or the other, uh, especially on a guy that's already got a year under his belt. So definitely no no reason to have panicked about Cole in any way at all. And tonight just kind of showed you that he can be that leader. He he played really well when the ball was within it, in its hands, which was primarily most of the night because Suggs wasn't playing, um, RJ wasn't playing. There wasn't anybody to split time with, you know, bringing the ball to court, things like that. He just looked a lot more comfortable tonight. I think that that is his role where he really, you know, thrives. Um, and you know, we we can discuss it, you know, down the line here in the podcast, but. I'm starting to really come around on the thought of just Cole coming off the bench as the backup point guard. I don't see why not. I think that, that that'd be a role that he could really thrive in and really put himself in a position to succeed. And I think that we saw that tonight. I mean, he he's very comfortable with the ball in his hands. So I think a lot of it is just going to come down to, you know, like um, John Hammond alluded to a couple weeks ago, you know, the Magic are hoping that Markell is going to be back at the start of the season, yeah. if not shortly thereafter. And a lot of Cole's role um, this season is going to come down to just whether or not Markell is ready to go at the start of the season. We still don't know what's going on with Gary Harris or Terrence Ross. Are one of those guys going to be moved? It's kind of hard to see a guy like Gary Harris making $20-plus million a year 
and he's just all of a sudden going to be out of the rotation next year, or he's going to be coming off of the bench. I don't think we'll see Gary Harris and Terrence Ross, you know, come off the bench, especially in the case, you know, if Markell is healthy. But I think ideally one of those two guys is moved. I think I would probably prefer Gary Harris to be moved. Um, I don't know. I think Terrence just probably brings a little bit more value right now. If you just look at his contract and, you know, what he's able to contribute off the bench. It's continuity um, as well. Big, yeah, big continuity. One. You know, he's been around the team for, you know, years now. A lot of fans really like him. And I like Gary Harris. Um, but I'd be lying if I, you know, didn't say I was just a little bit partial towards Terrence Ross. You know, he's been here, you know, what, four or five years now. Um, Gary Harris, I still think, is a really good player. Um, I think he just kind of fits in with, you know, the Magic's plans a little bit less than maybe Terrence right now. You could argue the same as Terrence. You know, he's going to be on an expiring deal and, you know, you can move him to a, a contender and, you know, there could be some real value there. What I'm trying to get to is I think ideally we'd like to see Markel and Jalen start together and then kind of what we've seen and again we're trying not to react overreact to summer league but a lot of people noticed tonight that Cole looked much more comfortable with the ball in his hands so if you have Markel and Jalen in the starting lineup and then you have Cole and RJ in that second unit as they continue to progress and develop I don't think that's a, a bad idea at all no, no, and and we can get into it. We'll we'll get into it a little bit here later about as far as you know small small ball lineup that type of thing. A lot of debate about that. You know when can players come in? Like we've said, there are so many guys on this team that will be vying for minutes that you Jamal's going to have to Jamal Mosley is going to have to get creative with his rotations. I mean, this is no small task. This is a bunch of young guys who deserve minutes. These are vets that deserve minutes. You know, for all different reasons, you know, T. Ross being one of them, Gary Harris being another one of them. And just even that, the front office making the decision between who gets traded. There is so much stuff that, you know, this this season coming up has so many possible outcomes that I genuinely don't know what's the most likely of outcomes. There are so many guys that could get dealt because of the way that this front office wants to go directionally. Um, You know, do you want to keep bets around for these young guys? Or do you want to deal away, you know, some of these young guys instead of the vets um, so that you keep a veteran presence in this locker room in a time that's so crucial in building chemistry, um, camaraderie, and and just growth? So there, there are so many ways for this to go, man. And I, I really I just don't know which way it's going to go. So speaking of, you know, so many young guys and there's, you know, obviously there's going to be a lot of mouths to feed at some point. Um, people on Twitter uh, were talking about um, Brian Windhorst's you know, latest podcast episode, Brian Windhorst and the Hoop Collective, um, you know, with Tim McMahon and, and Tim Bontemps. Uh, and they started to talk about, obviously they talked about Summer League and they talked about, you know, which rookies lo- looked really good. And then they started to talk about which second year players looked good and kind of the ones that didn't. And they talked about, you know, Cole Anthony not looking great the first few Summer League games, which we talked about, you know, he definitely struggled shooting the basketball. Um, but basically my take from it was that, they were saying that the Magic, obviously they had to draft Jalen Suggs. We're all in agreement on that. But they kind of were saying it was like an indictment of, of Cole Anthony. That now with Jalen Suggs, that Cole Anthony is, quote unquote, not long for Orlando. And we just got done talking about Gary Harris and Terrence Ross. And obviously we have Markell and Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs and RJ Hampton. We have so many guards now. Um, somebody's definitely going to have to be moved on. You're not going to, you know, move, you know, forward with, you know, six, seven guards on the roster, whatever the case may be. Um, but I just don't, I don't agree with that thinking. I think it's way too early. I think Cole showed it tonight. 
took one night of him to shoot the ball relatively well for us to be like, hey, you know what, Cole Anthony, you know, looked the way that he should have tonight. Like you expect the second year guys to come in and just look like they belong more so than a lot of these other guys on the floor. And I definitely felt that way about Cole Anthony tonight. And I think the biggest factor was him having the ball primarily in his hands. Is he like a playmaker and facilitator? No, he's not going to be that. But his entire life, he's been the guy that has the ball in his hands and just been asked to go and get a bucket. So, um, you know, a lot of the the panic and, you know, things like that. And, you know, this take that was on the, the hoop collective or whatever, I just, you know, it, it's way too early to give up on a guy who we saw last year, you know, hit two game winners. And um, you, you just don't see rookies with that level of, of confidence and, you know, ability to a certain extent. So, yeah, everybody calm down. Cole Anthony, what's up? <laughs> the shirt, the shirt. The shirt. So here's what I want to say about it. It all goes into recency bias. It all, it, I mean, I don't know. Like, I hate to put shame on anybody, but like, shame on those dudes for taking a couple summer league games and being like, you know what? Someone's got to go. And now, after two bad summer league games, Cole Anthony, the door. Right. Yeah. So kind of weird, honestly. I know that like, you know, it's slow for them right now. Uh, I know like Windhorse is on vacation and like these guys are just kind of chilling out and watching summer league and letting takes fly. That's a weird take Um, when you're highlighting, you know, the guys that didn't do what haven't done well in their second year in summer league. It's like, number one, this dude didn't have a summer league last year. He didn't have a preseason of last year. Like it's his first summer league. He's trying to figure things out. He's working on his craft. Get over it. Um, the other thing is, Jonathan, draft night, Suggs gets drafted to the Magic. The player that you see, and this goes into recency bias, the player you see the most getting dealt in these mock trades and these professionals on Twitter that have you know check marks next to their name and speaking in hypotheticals because they're bored and the season's over and whatever, they're all saying... You know what? It doesn't make sense. Markel Fultz, you get the door. Yep. It's like, wh- why? Why do these guys need the door? We're at a time where small ball is at one of the all-time highs. You and you're know telling why? Me- I will tell you why right now. They don't watch the games. <laughs> yeah. Let me clap a little louder. They don't <laughs> watch the games. And this is like, I hate to like toot our own horn or whatever, but this is why we exist. Yeah. Because like the national media rarely talk about the Orlando Magic and when they do they just they just show you that they don't know what they're talking about that they no, don't when, watch the games when, I'm when sorry they, to interrupt yeah. you but it's just it just drives me nah, nuts and, and it's true and it's you know when they do mention the Magic it's usually because we're in a trade where one of our good players gets traded for a bag of chips and just because they want to see our player play somewhere else well I got news for you guys there's a lot of young talent on the roster. This front office is just getting started. Jamal Mosley is just getting started. The Stop dealing our guys away. Stop saying that guys are going to be gone because they drafted the, the best player available, which, by the way, analysts tell you to do all the time. Like th- these guys, probably the very guys that said this, Bontemps, um, Windhorse, and whoever you said else, Tim McMahon, these, these are the same guys that probably preach no matter what. You know, even at the five spot, best best player available. And then you draft Suggs. And it's like, oh, you know what? Because of that, that's a no-no, right? You drafted Suggs. You're really clogging up the guard position. 
Call Anthony, he had a couple bad summer league games. You're out of here. While two weeks before this, it was Markel Fultz was the one that was out of here. So these guys really just they're, they're just throwing stuff out. They don't they don't really mean what they say. They won't remember they said that. By the way, Jonathan, halfway through the year when Cole is playing well in a in a lineup coming off the I bench, I always knew it. I always knew he was going to be a killer. Yeah, we exactly. always knew. Yeah. Yeah, young promising you, talent. What a steal at fifteen! Shut you up. ever? Do you remember being in in, uh, in science class in like middle school and high school, and you just go you go sharpen your pencil, and mm. you'd be sitting at your desk, and you're waiting for the teacher to turn around, yeah. you're looking up, and you're just flinging the pencil up into the ceiling, mm. hoping it's gonna stick. That's what some of these takes feel like <laughs> a lot of times. They're just throwing everything out. They're hoping eventually they'll be able to pull up a tweet from six months ago saying, oh, look, see, we told you Cole was going to be gone. And, you know, hopefully that's not the case. And, but and, Yeah, and nobody but Magic fans are going to remember that take either. So they know no. that there's not going to be a lot of backlash when that doesn't happen. Um, when Cole doesn't turn into a journeyman and trying to find yeah. his way somewhere else in the league, it's like, Dude, these 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 guys are all growing still. Um, not to mention the, this front office doesn't even know who's going to pan out, right? Like they just hope, and so these guys have no idea. Nobody can tell the future. A year from now, who knows? You know, if you if you dealt Cole Anthony, it ends up being um, you know a, a major contributor to to a team. That's terrible. You don't want to do that. So why not just ride it out here and you know we can get into that, but. That yeah, that that's kind of a, a wild uh, take that was on that one horse podcast for sure. All right, well we're gonna step down from our Cole Anthony soapbox here now. Um, so let's talk about Franz Wagner. So tonight, Franz, uh, thirteen points, three rebounds, three steals, five of nine from the floor, and he missed like I I want to say like two or three like gimmies. Like he I would say he probably makes those like nine times out of ten. One of one uh, from the three point line. Um, I mean, we've talked about, you know, how we felt about Franz, you know, really the night of the draft and then the first couple of summer league games. And then when you start comparing him to guys that went, you know, behind him, like, you know, you're, you pointed out um, in Moses Moody in his last game shot like, you know, what was it? Five of five from the floor, yeah. three of three from the three, but like didn't miss a shot, you know, ended yeah. up with like 13 points or whatever it was. So when you do that, it's like, uh, was it the right pick? I think obviously way too early to start making, um, you know, like, widespread conclusions on whether or not this was the right pick but um is your like feelings and your thoughts around Franz like is that evolving at all has that changed um I think I'm just trying to stay even (laughs) I think that's where I'm at um what do you like about Franz so far I think and, and Josh Robbins pointed this out in a tweet tonight you know he said that he was really you know focused in on on Franz and just seeing what he does well um and he talked about you know he he's a talkative team defender um let's see the tweet here yeah I'll just read it real quick he's been you know he said I've been watching the eighth overall pick Franz Wagner closely tonight and one of the things he does well for a six foot nine player is run the floor he's an alert talkative team defender has also looked increasingly comfortable as these games have progressed and and that shouldn't shock anybody that he's looked better it would be alarming if he looked worse, right? Like this is no shock that he has looked better. I, th- I think that that's you know what he has done, what he did well tonight is what I expected him to do well, you know what I expected him to become basically, or what I expect him to become. Just uh, like you know Josh noted in the in in there is like you know he he's a talkative defender, he's a team defender also. Um, Isaiah Thomas took time, which I thought was cool to say that he really was watching Franz Wagner. He was on the broadcast with NBA TV. 
he had said, you know, he, he's Pistons he, Isaiah Thomas. Yes, yes, not not Pistons Isaiah, not the marathon not, continues Isaiah Thomas. That's not that's the uh, they gave up on me Isaiah Thomas. Right, dropped eighty some in a game recently or something ridiculous on some summer league run. Uh, Pro am, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think that 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 was the biggest thing. But but Isaiah Thomas kind of pointing pointed out tonight, like something that we've said in the past. I think I said it last week. Franz um, cuts well. He he he's good off ball. Um, seemed to be at the right place at the right time, which all comes with IQ. I think that there was a lot of encouraging things we've seen the past two games from Franz Wagner. You know, despite the the, you know, the last blowout that was had, I think Franz Wagner just looks more and more comfortable. I mean, he's a guy who's getting into a system. He's young. Um, Mobamba talked about it in an interview. They pulled him aside for a sideline interview and just said, you know, he he he's young, but but he's you know he knows uh, he knows a lot. Um, and he's a team defender. So I, I think that the consensus around Franz Wagner is about the same. I, and I don't think that I've wavered from saying, um, I don't think that he'll ever be an all-star. I think he is always just going to be the guy who makes everybody's lives easier and, and be that defender that he is. And I, I think that, you know, as long as the offensive part of his game comes around here, um, he continues to work on his, you know, off ball movements. He's never going to be a guy that has the ball in his hands and crunch time. Not in my opinion. So as long as he learns to continue to be you know, how to play off ball, I think he's well on his way to to being you know a, a decent player in the NBA. I think I mentioned that on on one of the recent episodes that he just didn't totally look comfortable and didn't totally look confident yet. Um, other people have pointed out that every single one of his three point misses has been short. They're yeah. online. They're just right. short. And to me, if it was all over the place and you know there were air balls and bricks yeah. and everything, I'd be a little bit more concerned. But it's just like it's the Nikola Vucevic before he started knocking down the three at an efficient clip. They're just all short, right. which I, I think obviously he's coming from the college game to the NBA game. So it's further. So, you know, I can understand that. But uh, I think that's something that he'll be able to fix. But no, just like you said, there are things that he does you know, um, off the ball really well that just comes from being a really smart basketball player and knowing where to be. And tonight, you know, he's made some really nice, you know, moves to the rim um, where he was right at the rim and the ball just kind of like rolled out. So, um, you know, if that wasn't the case, he might have, you know, 15, 17 points tonight, something like that. Yeah. Um, The only thing with Franz is like, he's not as good of a rebounder as I maybe thought. Um, Yeah. I thought that was going to be more of a strength of his. Right. But um, right there with Josh, for a guy his size, he moves really, really well. That's the first thing that I noticed watching his film. Yeah. 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 And uh, for sure. I mean, and yeah, you would be, you would think that maybe he will, would be a guy in the NBA that would average uh, seven, eight rebounds. He averaged six and a half in college. Um, But yeah. So yeah, as far as that goes, I think his rebounding, I think it would benefit him to to be have a little bit more of a nose for the ball when it comes to, you know, the rebounding and learning um and anticipation on rebounds and things like that. Um but yeah, I mean, no nobody should be hitting the panic button on Franz Wagner, that's for sure. Something that just came to mind, you know, he's spent a lot of his time on the floor with guard good rebounding guards like Jalen and like Cole right. Anthony with the pace, space, and pass offense, that might be a big emphasis of Mosley is to have the guards crash the boards, yeah. get out on the break, and have you know the wings the, you know r- kind of leak out. So we'll right. see. Right, and and then the last note before we throw it to uh, uh, to a break here, Jonathan, is that I think um, someone I'm excited for Franz to share the floor with um, because of his ability to cut off ball um, is absolutely Markel Fultz. Hmm. Markel Fultz 
is incredible at you know better than his assist numbers would lead you to believe he's incredible as you guys know if you have watched the games and remotely if that, you have watched the games <laughs> yes, yes you yes, have to if emphasize you have, that if you have watched the games um you know markel's ability to find guys that are cutting um when markel's on the drive and just you know, drawing attention from um, from the center who's anchoring the defense. That center steps up. Franz cuts behind. I think Franz is going to find himself, you know, loving playing alongside Fultz. Pocket's going to be full with them pocket passes. <laughs> I tell you what. All right, Luke alluded to it, guys, but um, you know, there's been a lot of talk, uh, you know, in recent months, really the last couple of years, about the Magic doing, you know, a rebrand and going back to the old jerseys. So we've got some information um, on why that hasn't happened and why it really can't happen. Um, And we're going to talk about that when we come back from break. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code 6th. That's code S-I-X-T-H, manscaped.com, 20% off and free shipping. And ready for an out-of-world experience, fellas? Look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped that has just taken off in not only the USA, but Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Provider Retoner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. The Lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4000K LED spotlight you can turn on and off when needed for a more precise shave throughout your travels across the universe. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code 6th at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code 6th, S-I-X-T-H, at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. All right, Luke. So everyone knows the Magic jerseys are are pretty famous. When we talk about the old pinstripe, you know, back in the Shaq and Penny days, you know, the black pinstripes, the white pinstripes, the blue pinstripe jerseys. When you look at the Tracy McGrady era, you know, the the blue stars jersey especially. But so many people, you know, are not really fans of the Magic current logo, the jerseys, really just the branding as a whole. And it seems like every few weeks, you know, there's a, a designer, you know, that is doing some type of mock-up uh, for the Magic to kind of bring back or kind of rebrand with an homage to those old pinstripe jerseys, okay? We have it on, you know, pretty, really, really good source um, as to why the Magic haven't done that. And it's really because the Magic can't do that, Um so we have a you know a source that has told us that it really comes down to Nike and the fact that um, you know the Nike deal that the NBA signed back in I think it was 2017 and goes yeah. all the way through 2025 the current jersey deal um, teams can't just rebrand whenever they want and they can't go back to these throwback jerseys whenever they want the last throwback jersey that we had um, was in the the 20 
2018-2019 season, which was the 30th anniversary season for the Magic. So they were able to go back to those blue pinstripe jerseys, which in my opinion are hands down without a doubt, it's not even close, the best jersey in NBA history. That electric blue jersey with the white pinstripes, especially when you add the Nike cut on top of it, just the way that the Nike you know jerseys are tailored. I just think those are by far and away the best jerseys in NBA history. The 2018-2019 Orlando Magic Classic jerseys, I will put them up against any jersey in the history of existence. I don't I don't care what it is. But the Magic really can only go back to those throwback type of jerseys like every 5 years right, right. now. So, um we've have another two seasons to get through um not including this one. So I guess it's three total before we can get back to those jerseys. So um, the, the organization it, can't really just come out and say this. So um, it's going to want to get out there to fans. So they kind of know it's going to be on. nice when uh, those jerseys are out there and, you know, we're in the Eastern Conference finals and getting oh, to roll those bad boys out in here in a few years. I mean, that'll be exciting. So there's that. Yeah. But anyways, just wanted to kind of run that past you guys really quickly because I found that pretty interesting. All of us, you know, we're sitting here kind of blaming the magic that they won't do what the fans want them to do. And it's not exactly the case. They can't exactly do, um, you know, what the fans want. You know, it doesn't sound like it's entirely their fault. So uh, we'll, we'll go beyond that. But Luke, you alluded a little bit to, um, you know, kind of the potential for the magic to play small ball. And I, I know you wanted to get into that. Yeah, so let me find it here real quick. Uh, Magic Fanatics um, on YouTube um, made this video. It was about a 16-minute video. Um, I watched all of it. And the, the headline, you know, the, cap, the, the caption of it um, is, Removing all doubts about Jalen Suggs' fit with the Orlando Magic backcourt. And in it, he made some really great points. There's been a lot of um, you know debate, right, about you know how how can we get guys like um you know how can we get guys like Markel uh Jalen Suggs RJ Hampton Cole Anthony on the court at the same time they're all guard heavy we know this this is the big debate and he really drew some good comparisons not necessarily like you know player wise uh, but formula wise one of the examples he had was last year um Kyle Lowry the Raptors had a you know a, a lineup of Kyle Lowry Van Vliet and Norman Powell. I mean, none of those guys are over six four, six five, and Powell was out there playing small forward, and it was a really effective lineup until Lowry went down with injury, as he noted in the video. But the one that made the most sense, and it has some parallels in terms of you know what what it would look like on the court, was Oklahoma City when CP3 was there. It was CP3, SGA, and Dennis Schroeder. They they didn't start necessarily together but they did they were their end crunch time lineup um and you know in that instant man i mean cp3 markel fultz i mean in terms of being you know floor generals markel fultz has a way to go obviously i'm not saying he's cp3 so calm down but i am saying they they both thrive with mid-range jumpers um i'll say you know markel maybe not as great of a three-point shooter but that's be yet to seen we had a small sample size last year um but yeah, I think that they're, you know, Markel and CP3 kind of being the floor generals there. SGA being the kind of do-it-all person there for OKC. That's something um, that, that Suggs can be. I think that he can be a do-it-all player, whatever it might be. Try to hit, you know, hit an open three. Um, you know, drive to the basket, kick it out to a guy then like Schroeder. 
um, in this instance, who could be whoever you wanted. It could be it could be Cole Anthony. It could be R.J. Bear. I mean, R.J. Hampton, excuse me, um, and R.J. Hampton, you know, and, and just kind of benefiting from from, you know, guys like um, Markel and Jalen, you know, penetrating in the paint and kicking the ball out um, and then moving off ball, those types of things. So and, and it went well for those teams relatively. Um, like I said, Raptors went well for them until Lowry goes down, right? Um, CP3, you know, SGA, I mean, that OKC team, you know, that lineup proved to be very good, um, especially down the stretch. So even in crunch time, you roll out a lineup like that um, would be a lot of fun to to be able to see kind of what that small ball lineup looks like because they don't have a choice right now, Jonathan. I mean, they, they have so many guys, so not so many minutes to distribute that's just one example of something that could end up working and something that we very well could see despite so many people on Twitter telling me that, you know, RJ Hampton can't play the three. Um, he, he's not, he's not big enough. He's it's, we're moving more and more toward that position of this basketball. If not, it's already there. There's no reason to think that that can't happen this year. So um, again, I know you're not doing like one-to-one player comparisons, um, I think the the OKC one is a little bit closer, but when you look at a guy like Shea Gilgis Alexander last year, I think he was like the best isolation player in the entire NBA. Um, is Jalen Suggs that? I don't know. He's shown flashes in summer league that make me feel a lot better, um, you know, about saying that than I would have about him a few you know weeks ago. Especially if he's able to, you know, th- like the pull up three, the the spot up three, everything was falling for him in his few games in summer league. So um, I am a bit encouraged by that. But the thing that all of those, both of those lineups that you talked about have in common is you have to have three guys who can be the primary ball handler at times. When we played the Raptors in 2019, outside of Kawhi Leonard, obviously, um, their biggest strength over us was the fact that they had so many guys that could go and get a bucket, you know, whenever they needed to. They had Kyle Lowry, they had Norman Powell, they had Fred Van Vliet, those three guys that you just mentioned. Um, and it, I think that's really the only way that those three guard lineups work. Um, you know, like if if we were to try to envision a three guard lineup from a couple of years ago of like DJ Augustine, Markel Fultz, and Michael Carter Williams, which I think we did see sparingly at times, it was DJ trying to facilitate the offense. Michael Carter Williams and Markel Fultz just sitting in the corners and then like five defenders in the painted area daring the magic to try to, you know, play make out of their behinds. So, um, no, I, I do, I do like the comparison and the, the potential, I guess you could say, but I think all of those lineups is predicated on, you know, you having three legit ball handlers. Um, my only concern would be, you know, with, with Cole, um, and with RJ, is the handle, you know, like tonight we saw the the five turnovers from Cole Anthony. We saw a you know a large turnover game from RJ Hampton early in summer league. And like you mentioned, you know, uh, before we started recording, when you play up tempo with younger players, that's bound to happen. You're yeah. gonna see more turnovers. Um, but those two guys, you know, specifically, I think no one's worried about Markel and his ball handling ability and. Jalen, although he could probably tighten it up a little bit, um, I think right now is better suited in that role. But if one of those two guys can emerge as like a real primary ball handler, um, I do think that three guard lineup is something that really could work. But like you said, we're probably going to see that this season regardless. There's just so many guys, so few minutes. Um, You know, Jamal Mosley, I mean, part of developing guys is 
experimenting and, and seeing what they can do in, in different situations. So, but no, well, shout out to, to magic fanatics. Like you said, you know, he did a great job on that video. Right. And the other thing is, you know, Jonathan, you bring up, you know, you would like for all those guys to be able to be a primary ball handler, you know, bring it up the court. For me, that's not the biggest thing for me. The biggest thing with those lineups is making sure that these guys are able to hit the open shot specifically from three, right? I mean, those guys with OKC, um, I think in those instances shot like something stupid, like 39, 40% from three with, you know, open threes and whatnot. Um, don't quote me on that, but the the point being they, they shot incredibly well um, when they had an open three because of, you know, the playmaking abilities of guys like CP3 and SGA. Um, so they were able to really, you know, benefit from, from that. Um, but that would be, have to be something that those guys, you know, would be able to do is hit the, the open three when, you know, a, a play is made for them essentially. So that, I think for me, that would probably be the biggest thing first and foremost is just making sure that they're hitting their, their open shots, um, their catch and shoot opportunities. That would be huge for that op for that lineup to work. But I don't think we're going to have a choice. That's going to be a lineup that's going to happen this year because of, you know, the scenario. Small ball coming to uh, an Amway Center near you uh, mm -hmm. this season. You can you can count on that. Take that to the bank. All right. Um, wanted to talk just a little bit about the schedule. So um, I don't think we've covered the preseason schedule on the show so far. Um, the Magic preseason schedule will start on the road October 14th at Boston. Um, then October 6th, they'll be at New Orleans. They'll finish up their preseason schedule October 10th at home versus San Antonio. And then October 12th um, at home, they'll play Boston again. So we're going to get two looks um, at Boston in the preseason this year. And then Mark Stein, I believe he said, um, you know, the, the release of the regular season schedule is about seven to 10 days away. So we'll, we'll definitely um, you know, be looking for that. Uh, probably try to make, you know, a, a preseason game, um, probably just one. I, uh, it's actually pretty nice. Um, I went to a couple of years ago and anytime there's just not like crazy traffic around the Amway, I always really enjoy myself. Like last year with the COVID restrictions and the, you know, the, um, you know, the, the stadium only really being filled. I think it was like 25% capacity at that time. It was one of the nicer experiences I've had going to a magic game. Cause you right. were just like in and out there are no lines for anything um but it will be good to to have uh to have fans uh back in the amway so uh but luke before we go ahead and wrap up um anything else that we want to say here uh i don't think so continue to uh not overreact to summer league games i know it's difficult um because i'm someone who has been guilty of that <laughs> uh but 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 I know it's hard not to because it's kind of like, you know, you know that you're just getting these games and that's all you get. And so you're just kind of dwelling on everything you're seeing. You're trying to get any bit of um, magic players on the court as you can. And you're, you know, I, I think that, you know, the biggest thing is feel free to be a critic. Feel free to say, I wish they would, you know, would do this different, you know, whether it be tighten up handles, whether it would be, you know, not be so turnover prone or hit the open shot. Feel free to do that. But please don't say like count a player out this year just because of a few summer league games because there are a handful of summer league games and then there's 82 regular season games. Uh, one of those is a better sample size than the other. I will let you guys figure out which is which um, and make your judgment then because there will be far more opportunities and your takes will be a lot more valid. Yeah, you, like don't overreact. You get, Everybody is uh, entitled to their opinion, obviously, but do your best not to like panic 
and say, oh, this guy's a bust or, you know, right. we need to, to trade this guy. It's totally fine to be concerned. You yep. know, like the first few games, it was totally okay to be like, oh, I'm a little bit concerned about Cole Anthony that has, hasn't looked great. I think he cleared up some of those question marks tonight, I would hope. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, Luke. So again, just to um, remind you guys, we are giving away this Tracy McGrady uh, laser engraved Orlando Magic bat here. And we're also giving away this signed Cole Anthony jersey. Let me uh, find that and pull this up again here. Very, very nice jersey. Uh, you know, nice signature on that. All you guys have to do is subscribe to our YouTube channel and you guys are entered in that. Like Luke said, um, if you've already previously been subscribed to the YouTube channel, congratulations and thank you. Uh, but you're already in the giveaway, so you have a chance to, um, you know, win both of those. Again, the Cole Anthony will be like the first place, you know, grand prize, and then the Tracy McGrady bat um, will be like the the second prize. And um, you know, we'll probably run that giveaway like next Sunday sometime, and then we'll, you know, it'll be announced on the podcast, and uh, you know, we'll get in touch with the winner and everything like that. So. Uh, anyways, guys, we got one more summer league coming up. I believe it's tomorrow night, if I'm not mistaken, against the Detroit Pistons. I don't think we have any word on, um, you know, like Cole Anthony or RJ Hampton. If either of those guys are going to play, uh, Jalen Suggs is going to be, um, out. He's going to miss that game. We don't know if Cade Cunningham is going to play. Um, I think he missed one of their most recent games, but that was a back to back, I believe. Uh, but that'll be pretty interesting. And then uh, I, I did have one more thing, Jonathan, um, are when when should they be expecting our listeners be expecting uh, the debut of uh, shoot the shot? Oh, you're right. This Thursday. So coming up this Thursday, we'll record that Wednesday night. Um, if you guys aren't aware, I think we talked about it on the last episode yep. and we made some announcements to the social media pages. Uh, but we're starting a Thursday show that we're calling shoot the shot um, where we'll talk more like high level, you know, league wide NBA stuff, news react to games, rumors, all that kind of stuff. But there will be a healthy dose of some randomness in there. We'll talk food, video games, life, music, movies, pop culture, you know, all that good stuff. So um, be on the lookout for that. It's going to be on this same feed, on this same podcast feed. So uh, you guys don't have to subscribe to anything new. It'll just be there and hope you guys will enjoy that and and check that out. But uh, but good call, Luke. Um, But, yeah, other than that, uh, you you guys are listening to The Six Man Show. For Luke, this has been Jonathan. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.